0: Well, let me invite you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke 24 and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes but you might want to go ahead and find it in your Bible. If you will allow me, I need a few minutes pastor to church members. As the pastor of the Church of West Franklin, there's a couple things I just want to share with you as your pastor before we get to the text and the sermon. Don't worry, we're going to get to that. A couple of things I want to share with you. If you're our guest, feel free to eavesdrop. And what I'm about to say, feel free to check the leaderboard at the Masters on your phone if you'd like. Um, if you want more information about our church, now would be a good time to text the word eBulletin to 623-623. And God willing, in the near future, you will have a bulletin sent to your phone. Uh, Also, if you are our guest and are interested, kind of kicking the tires about local churches around here, next Sunday we are starting our Discover Us class, or having another Discover Us class, I should say. It begins at 8.45. It's basically a class where we help you discover who we are. And there's more information on that bulletin that if you have sent to your phone you will get. If you are a member, this is week one of three of Deacon nominations. And so that's also in your bulletin. I won't belabor all that now. I can trust that you can click and read. But for just a minute or two, I want to give the members of the church at West Franklin a challenge, two challenges really from your pastor. All right. This is the first Sunday since early March, 2020, where we've had zero or hardly any COVID protocols. And it has been a year. A lot has gone on over this past year, some good, some not so good, and a lot of I don't know. But there's been a lot over the past 13 years that has just been bizarre. This is the first Sunday where our volunteers hadn't had to wear masks, where we hadn't had temperature checks, where the pews are not spaced apart. I've hugged more men today than I've hugged in the last 13 months. It's been fantastic to embrace as brothers in Christ and shake hands instead of fist bump and that sort of thing. I believe... August of this year, August of 2021, we will begin one of the greatest seasons of ministry this church has ever seen. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a son of a prophet. And I say that with trepidation and fear in my voice because 2020 taught me anything. It's not to try to predict anything. However, if things go like they seem to be moving. I think by August, 2021, we've got potential to be rocking and rolling for the kingdom of Christ here in Franklin. Why do I say that? One, most everyone will have had the opportunity to get the vaccine by then. Two, schools will be back in session. Bless God. Three, summer vacations will begin to wind down. And everybody will be getting back into a hopefully, who knows, post-COVID routine again. And I am excited about that and the opportunity for momentum, the opportunity for energy. Now, our mission here at the Church of West Franklin is very simple. It's to engage the whole person with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ anywhere, anytime with anybody. That's why we do, that's, that's, that's who we are. It's why we do what we do. Engage the whole person with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ anywhere, anytime with anybody. Our strategy is also very simple. Our strategy is threefold. We want to accomplish the mission by having all of you in a group, by having all of you sharing and having gospel conversations with the lost and searching around you, and having all of you going on mission in some capacity, okay? Engage the whole person with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ anywhere, anytime with anybody, be in a group, have gospel conversations, and go, be going. Here's the first challenge. I want you to decide now that you're all in. I'm talking to members. I want you to decide now that you are all in. I've been talking about this for two years. And I, if, if, if this church is going to be what it can be a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, it's not going to be up to me. It's going to be up to you. I want you to decide now if you're all in with engaging the whole person with the whole gospel, anytime, anywhere with anybody. And if you're all in with being in a group, having gospel conversations and going, I'm calling you as your pastor to decide now if you're all in challenge two I want you to be determined to decide how you fit to make this happen church doesn't just happen it takes you I want you to think how if God has brought you here if you you were to say God led me to the church of West Franklin you should also be asking me and God how has God wired you to be here I don't know if you've read 1 Corinthians 12 lately but it talks about the church as a body and if your body's anything like mine when one part's not doing what it's supposed to do the whole body's messed up and if God's led you here then he's gifted you in a certain way to make us healthy to be what God has created us and placed us here to be. How has God fit you? Or where do you fit in here to use how God's wired you so that we can be who God's created us to be? If we're going to be rolling as a church in August of 2021, I need you to say, how do I fit? And ask the Holy Spirit. Did you know right now the only protocol that we, we can't take away yet is registration for our children? You know why we have to have registration for our children? Because you have to have a certain number of adults with the children back there. So we've got more children than we have adults. And so if we've got more children than adults that are in rooms, then that's not very wise. And so we can't provide for it. And we're having to say we don't have enough volunteers to take care of children. So we have to register to make sure we have that in place. Do you know we pay child care solutions still? We have to pay a babysitting company to come do some child care sometimes because we don't have enough Volunteers. Do you know, in the 1030 hour right now, we can't provide what we'd like to provide at 1030 hour right now because we don't have enough volunteers. And I will have someone say to me, I just don't know if I can go to this church anymore because there's nothing for my children or my students. To which I would say, that's fine if God leads you to another church. That's wonderful if he does. But what if God's calling you to help us build something? You know, our parking guys out there, They're on a bare bones staff right now. They're coming in huffing and puffing because all during COVID guys left to stay home or go do something else left and right. And they are working so hard. It's our first line where people see things on Sunday morning and they are just dying out there. Our tech team back here in the back, do you know they have to use a staff and or a staff member's child almost every week why? Because we want what's going on in this room to be perfect. But guess what? We've all, we've all of a sudden found that there's a big bunch of people watching us online, and that needs to be excellent as well. And there's a lot of stuff going on where we need help with. And somebody is going to come to me between now and we bring coffee back and complain about no coffee. And I might go off. And I might just say to you, do you realize what it takes to have somebody to come here to make coffee early and to bring it out and to clean it up? It takes somebody to do that. Would you like coffee? Have you just volunteered? We live in a culture and a society, which I love. I love our city, but we delegate everything. We can pay somebody else to do it. That's not how it works at church. Who do you want us to be, Wes Franklin? It's up to you. Are you all in? Will you decide where you fit? I believe God's got big plans, I do, to help us put a dent in the darkness with the gospel light here in Franklin. Now I'm going to leave it with him and the Holy Spirit and you to respond. If you haven't found Luke 24 by now, you're never going to find it, but it's going to be on the screens here behind me. Would you stand in honor of God's Word and let's look at Luke chapter 24. Picking up where we left off last week, first Easter, Jesus rose from the dead, of course. And Luke's account, this is what Jesus did, one of the first things he did after he came out of the tomb. I'm gonna pick it up in verse 13 of Luke 24 and read down through verse 24. You follow along either in your Bibles or on the screens behind me as I read aloud. Verse 13, Luke 24. Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together, they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, what is this dispute that you're having with each other as you were walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. The one named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened here in these days? Have you been hiding under a rock? It doesn't say that, but I so wished it died dead because he had been. I'm sorry, I wished it said that, but it doesn't. Have you been under a rock? Well, as a matter of fact, ah, oh, jeez. Verse nineteen. Thanks for the one person who liked like that. Nineteen. What things he asked them. So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, powerful in action, and speech before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and When they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see him. Verse 21, but we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Jesus, because you're out of the tomb, you can walk among us. Your word makes it pretty clear that you do that. And I pray now that we would be open to what you want to say to us. May we allow you, may we recognize you, may you open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to respond to how you are walking with us and what you are saying to us. May we receive it, may we listen, may we hear it, and may we obey. I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, you can be seated. But we were... Hoping that he was the one about to redeem Israel. Your translation may say, but we had hoped. We were hoping, we had hoped. How many times have we said that the past year? <laughs> we sure were hoping we'd be able to get together for Christmas this year. But we had hoped 2021 would have started off better. But we had hoped God would have taken away this cotton-picking pandemic by now. Or maybe, maybe you asked the question uh, uh, in your own personal life. But we had hoped our marriage would have gotten to a better place by now. But we had hoped, or I had hoped that my career would have been here by now. I had hoped that there would be more in my retirement by now. I had hoped that I or he or she would have been healed by now. Boy, we say I had hoped a lot, don't we? Or maybe maybe you ask that question or say that kind of thing in your relationship to God. (laughs) I had hoped to be farther along with Jesus by now. I sure had hoped that by this age I would not be struggling with that same sin. I had hoped Jesus would have made my life better by now. I hoped Christianity was more joyful, more vibrant than it is. I hoped that I was more mature by now. I can relate to these guys. (laughs) But we were hoping. I mean, the Bible gives the impression that they were not just arguing as they walked on the low, but very discouraged, depressed, hopeless. There was nothing. They, They had hoped something that hadn't come true. You know what we're really saying when we say we had hoped, don't you? We're really saying that we had an ideal circumstance in our minds and it wasn't reached. We had an ideal situation in our minds and in our heads, and it wasn't accomplished. We had this dream scenario out there that we had hoped this is how it would come about, and it didn't. And we say we had hoped. If I can be really blunt about it right now, what we're really saying is I want control. And it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. If I had been in control of the narrative, Jesus, it would have happened this way. I had hoped that this is the way it would be, but that's not how it's happening. So really it's an expression, if we get down to it, of our wanting control over the situation. I had hoped it would be like this. I get it. These old boys, I get it. Cleopas and the other guy, and we don't talk about them much, but they were down, they were depressed, they were frustrated, they were arguing. Some guy came up to me after the first service and said, you sure it wasn't husband and wife? I said, I don't think so. I said, why? It says there's arguing. I was like, oh my gosh. They were upset. And you know what they said? We were hoping that it was gonna look different. In other words, we know they're talking about Jesus of Nazareth because they're walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, had a couple of hours of walk time, of talk time. Now Luke lets us know that Jesus is right there with them, but they don't know this at the time because Luke tells us they just didn't recognize him, they were kept from recognizing him. But they say, we had hoped he was the man. We had hoped he was the one. We had hoped he would come and give us power. We had hoped he would come and make everything better for us. We had hoped that he would come and restore the Jewish nation to where everything would be exactly like it's supposed to be. We had hoped. And that just didn't happen. Here's the crazy thing. Their hope was right there with them. They were looking for something else. Their hope was right there. Church at West Franklin, I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me good. Hope is not a circumstance, hope is a person. Hope is walking with Jesus. And if your hope is in a circumstance out there, you're going to be sorely disappointed and you're going to miss the Jesus who's right here. I love this passage because it teaches us that Jesus came out of that tomb and is able to show up when you're walking with somebody and just be there with you. That's where hope and life is, where Jesus is. Aren't you glad that the text doesn't say that after he came out of the tomb He went up on a mountaintop somewhere and started playing a guitar and singing kumbaya hoping that one day you'd get up to him I'm so glad one. I don't like kumbaya, but two. I'm so glad he's not expecting me to get up to him and by the way every other religion teaches that Every other religion on the face of the planet teaches you have to do things to get to God and get him to like you Christianity says he came to you He knew you couldn't do it. He came to you. Aren't you glad the text says when he came out of the tomb, he came to be with those boys. Aren't you glad the text doesn't say that Jesus is sitting somewhere with his arms crossed, mad at you because of some sin you committed 20 years ago. He paid for that sin on the cross. He doesn't want you to worry about it. He wants you to walk with him and him with you. Aren't you glad that he's not put off by your frustration? your anger, your depression, your confusion. If Jesus was put off by all that stuff, he wouldn't have showed up walking with these boys because they were going through some stuff. And what does Jesus do? Hey, what's going on? He came out of the tomb to be with you. And I just wonder how many times in our life we're thinking that maybe Jesus is gonna be over there when we get it all put together. And we miss the Jesus that's right here. You know where hope and life and joy is found? Where Jesus is. And if I'm reading my Bible correctly, the resurrected Jesus can show up right now. Maybe joy is not about the next thing. Maybe joy is about enjoying what he's put right in front of you, the person he's put right in front of you, the conversation that you have. Maybe Jesus decides to show up and have a conversation with you. I love the fact that he just walks up on some boys that had missed it and were confused and were angry and frustrated and arguing. That sounds a lot like a lot of my life. And there he came, talking them through it. I don't know if many of you know this or not, but when Katie and I and our family first moved here six plus years ago, I was weird when I saw a celebrity. Kind of giddy, kind of just weird. Like, they didn't have celebrities in Arkansas where I came from, and when Arkansas and Eldorado, Arkansas, there's some really good people, but no celebrities. Only time you saw celebrities in Arkansas was on TV. But here, you can be having coffee and you see celebrities, and it's pretty fun. And I kind of geek out a little bit. I used to, I used to a lot more than I do now. You can pray for me. I still struggle with it, but sometimes I still see someone and I'm just, oh my gosh. And my wife, she kind of geeks out too. And so when I, she's not with me, and I see, one, I'm like. And it's so, <laughs> and it's horrible. And I do it again. It's just it's just, I, I, it's just weird. I I I I I, I, st- I still do that. But not long after we moved here, I got invited to New Hope Academy. It's a it's a private school off Downs over here, and I got invited to a Friday morning assembly. And this was pre-COVID, but their Friday morning assemblies pre-COVID was all the kids would meet in this room and parents and friends were invited. They would have a speaker, they would have singing, they would sing happy birthday, so forth and so on. And so I went and I remember sitting in the back, um, again, pre-COVID, and we were all scrunched up together because it was kind of packed in this little room and all the parents and and adults were in the back and all the kids were there. And I remember not long after I got there, I sat down and Toby Mack walked in. His kids went to New Hope. (laughs) Well, you got to understand when I was in seventh grade, DC Talk was the Christian rap band that got me listening to Christian music. If you don't know DC Talk, you don't know what you're missing on your way home, find it and listen. It will bless your soul. <laughs> anyway, Toby Mack has gone on to do some other things. And so I've just kind of always followed him from a distance, never thinking I'd be in the same room with him. But he was about 30, 50 feet away from me the whole time. But I didn't hear anything in the assembly. I'm just watching Toby Mack. <laughs> that must be his wife. That must be his kids. And I was just following him. I was just in awe. I was just, That's Toby Mack. I was in seventh grade, and I said, DC. talk.. <laughs> D.C. And I was, I was in awe. Well, at the very end of the assembly, we're singing happy birthday to the kids that were there that uh, had a birthday that day or that week. And while I'm singing, I'm singing very operatic-like. You know, that's just how I sing, happy birthday. And, I mean, who knows, Toby Mac could have heard me and wanted to ask me to be a backup singer. But I, I'm singing, and I, and I hear... I hear this angelic voice right to my right. And it sounds faintly familiar. And I go, (laughs) it was Cheryl (laughs) Crow. You know, if it makes you happy, it was Cheryl Crow. I was arm-touching Cheryl Crow the whole time I was there. And we sang happy birthday, and that was it. She goes this way. I didn't even get to audition. She goes this way. I go that way. And I'm thinking, I missed it the whole time. I'm focused on Toby Mac. And right next to me, I could have been having a conversation with Cheryl Crow. What's the point? Don't miss Cheryl Crow for Toby Mac. <laughs> Let me be a little bit more biblical. <laughs> Don't be so enthralled with what's out there when Jesus is right here. Church at West Franklin How many times do we say, I had hoped that he was going to do this, I would hope he was going to do that, and the whole time the Jesus that is is right there with you? How are you doing it, listening to his voice? We celebrated last week that he was alive. If he is, and he is, he speaks. He's a talking God. How are you doing it, listening to him? How are you doing it, letting him love you? How are you doing it, at paying attention to what's right in front of you, not in the life you dream of, but in the life he's given you? He's what you want. And if I'm understanding this text, he's right there with you. Let the resurrected Jesus love you. Let the resurrected Jesus help you understand. Let the resurrected Jesus lead you and you obey him. Stop looking for him out there. Say, Jesus, I know you're here. Show me what's next. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the beauty of it and the power of it. Thank you that you came out of the tomb and you've conquered it all so that we can live freely and simply and beautifully with you. You show up with each other when we're with each other. You show up when we're alone. You show up here at a church building. You show up when we gather together. You're out of the tomb so you're not put off by these things, by all these things that mess mess up our relationship with you because you paid for that. You simply are out want to be with us. And we get to be and respond and obey you freely. Help us do that, I pray. These things I ask in the strong name of Jesus.